Knowledge is the fuel that powers intelligent buying and selling. So get a quick recharge with me, Ron Edwards, Master Sommelier and Director of Wine Education for Winebow, Fine Wine, and Spirits. Welcome back to WineSmart. This is episode three of the three-part series on the influence of volcanic soils on the final wine style, especially as it pertains to the presence of minerality. My experts are Mary Tassari, co-owner of Suavia in the region of Suave. She's one of three sisters who manage this amazing family estate in the town of Fita. Second, we have Santi Natola, brand ambassador for Cantina Nicosia, a family-owned winery and one of the oldest wineries within the Etna DOC of Sicily. And finally, we have Yanis Paraskevobolos, co-founder and winemaker of Yea Estate in Nemea and Santorini, Greece, as well as a PhD in Anology. Let's rejoin the conversation. Uh, so Santi, um, let's address the elephant in the room. We should acknowledge that there are two other major factors or influences on your wine, altitude and the sea. How do you think their influence interacts with the volcanics? Yes. The sea uh, has a mitigating effect. At night, it spreads uh, all the heat. It's been collected during the day, while it's uh, also been reflecting the sunlight and helping the vineyards with vegetation development. The warm currents created thermal excursions that promote the production of polyphenols such as norisoprenoidi, odors moleculars mostly found in the mountain wines. The result is a Nordic wine profile in uh, its uh, features, a work of art coming from the inner area of the Mediterranean Sea, perched on the slopes of the highest active volcano in Europe. As the um, altitude gets higher, the temperature decreases 0.6 Celsius each 100 meters about the level. So uh, the ripening has a slower process. For this reason, we managed a different time for a picking. Uh, started with white uh, in the first part of September and the finish uh, around the, the, the last uh, part of October for red, for this reason. The biggest difference of the Etna wines compared to the, the others in the world is the environment. An almost closed sea area where currents from mountains and the sea get to mix it and created this unique uh, biodiversity. Yeah, I'm just going to follow up because some people listening aren't going to translate the Celsius. The, what you were talking about was elevation lapse rate. So 0 .0, 0 0.6 Celsius per 100 meters or 6 degrees Celsius per 1,000 meters in English standard units is 3.5 degrees Fahrenheit per thousand feet. So now everybody who's listening knows exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, the U.S. is still struggling with the whole idea of metric, and I just wish we'd get over it, but we haven't yet. All right. So, Mary, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to now you sharing with us your uh, the research project. So you're part of a research project with the University of Verona. 
How far along is the project and what is being revealed about volcanic soils and their resulting wines? First of all, first of all, it's very important that you know that we are organic certified for many years. For us, it's very important to be organic certified because we can guarantee the best uh, fruits, the best uh, pure fruit taste. And then means that there is a main respect of the soil that we have, that in this Suavia case is 100% volcanic soil. Yes, for some years we have been conducting geological studies as well as on grape varieties and winemaking with the University of Verona to try and understand how and how much the volcanic soil influences specific characteristics of our wines. This fall, we will be presenting three of our wines that summarize this study. These are three micro-vinification of organic grapes conducted in exactly the same way. The grapes were selected from three of our small vineyards located in three different areas of the hill. The result is a free wine that are very different from each other. The geological studies we conducted in these three vineyards show three volcanic soils that, that are in turn very different from each other, all in the range of a few miles. In one, for example, there was a deeper and more abrupt soil, in another, a shallower soil rich in stones, while the one was moderately evolved with more clay. Consequently, these Free soil establish a very different relationship with the vines that grow there. This demonstrates how a soil characteristics can influence the wine it produces. It also demonstrates how difficult it is to talk of volcanic soil in general. And not only when we talk about different areas in the world, like Suave, Etna, or Santorini, but even when talking of volcanic soil within the same area. There can be many variables uh, which correspond to different agronomic results and different winemaking extractions. It's also true that the creation of a wine is influenced by a series of factors other than soil, such as vineyard exposure, plant age, grape variety, microclimate of the area, wine growing methods, which in turn also determinate variation in the end product. And it is very difficult to establish which particular factor is responsible for a specific descriptor in the wine. When making analysis, help us a little in this in particular metabolomic analysis and on aromatic compounds conducted by the Suave Consortium, where Suave coming from the volcanic area, which we are, compared to the Suave from the limestone area, highlighted a series of interesting differences. The first is the high presence of flavonoids, which are Folinophic compounds with antioxidant and antibacterial properties in wine from volcanic soil, elements that help guarantee more longevity in wine. The other is the presence of some aromatic compounds in this wine that they are not found in the sample wine from limestone wine, for example, noripronoids and especially damascenone 
which gives aged with wines that distinctive nose of flint and carotin. This uh, damascenone we have found only in the black soil in the Fitta hills. Despite this, we can say that a direct cause effect relationship that explains the characteristic of wine is a very difficult thing to determine, even for science. In the, end, in the end, every Greek wine is a result of a complex equation, and its uniqueness always partly remains a fascinating mystery. Fascinating. I love, I love the science that's helping us understand that. It's important that remain fascinating mystery because uh, it's more than a science, it's more than a human being. Yeah, it's all of it. It's, yeah. uh, it's a marriage of so many different things. It's very cool. And speaking of marriage of different things, we've spent a lot of time talking about volcanic soil itself. And there are other factors. Santi has factors on, on, on Etna. Uh, and Yanis, you have two very dominant factors on Santorini that I'd like to address at this point. And so those two factors on style are the Atesian wind or wind in general and the ocean. What part do they play? Or I shouldn't say ocean. It's the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, <laughs> what part do they play in the flavor of the final wine? They do both. Uh, of course, for one, this is not related to volcanism, obviously. Uh, we cannot always relate everything to those volcanic soils. But, but truly, uh, the fact that it blows constantly, this ever-blowing Meltemi, which is a northerly wind, is of a great importance. Uh, the factors are very uh, obvious. Because of this wind, the temperature drops. Because, because of that, because of the lower temperature, the, the vines mature more, uh, uh, how should I say, uh, more normally and preserve more of the aromatics. Uh, the uh, the uh, primary aromas are not burned out uh, as they would have done if the temperatures were much higher. So it cools down. But also, because of the wind, we do not have uh, any cryptochemic disease. We have no uh, uh, molds or uh, disease that would oblige us to spray. So that allows us to grow our, our grapes in a, in a kind of organic way. The thing, though, is that in spite of all these positive aspects, because of the wind, if you combine now the wind and the proximity of the sea, well, the wind creates a sea spray. And as you may know, the Mediterranean Sea and the Aegean Sea are much, are much saltier than the Atlantic Ocean. So by blowing uh, this wind creates this sea spray and the sea spray ends up on our berries. And then, when you taste the wines, you see that there is a very obvious salinity, uh, a dryness, uh, a savory finishing on those wines. And you start to believe, is it my impression? These wines are kind of salty. Well, yes, this salt, basically, it's the salt of the sea that has been deposited on the grapes because it doesn't come from the soil and that has been proven scientifically. Uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, sodium is one of those minerals that plants do not like. So if, if even there was sodium in the soil, they wouldn't really pump it out. So it does come from the sea. Uh, and it has, as I said, it has been proven. Now, the presence of this sodium on the berries and finally into the wines, when we've measured it, 
we did find that on Santorini wines, we had 700% more sodium ions than on acidical wines coming from vineyards grown on the mainland. Uh, 700%, it's a very serious problem. Uh, uh, percentage uh, of sodium and that sodium what it does apart this uh, uh, lingering uh, savory finish on the wines it also boosts minerality at least what we call minerality because sodium is one of the few salts ions that do have taste and also it boosts the food friendliness of those wines allowing you to, you know, to easily hover from uh, pairings easy to understand, such as oysters or seafood, all the way down to fatty meat and uh, other protein-based recipes. So, yes, those very direct, uh, uh, as you see, both wind and the proximity of the sea have a very direct impact on the profile of the wines. Yeah, it's very interesting to me. It's so obvious in Santorini, but it also, I find it because all three of your wines are in my house on a regular basis. Because they're food driven. <laughs> and you love food driven. Because driven, my wife and I like salty, tangy wines, and that's perfect for all three of you. And what's interesting to me is that, you know, the Suavia whites, they have saltiness, even though they're not next to the sea. Or maybe that's just my perception of the minerality being brought from the soil, however you want to do it. And of course, Etna. You have proximity to the sea, but they're they're salty to me, or saline at least, regardless. Um, and I agree with you, Yanis. It makes it so perfect for the table because it's it's like another it's it's like the chef wanted you to have those wines on the table because it's like he sprinkled salt on the food every time you have a little sip, and it's just beautiful. Thoroughly enjoyed this series of conversations with all of you. Um, I have great respect for what each of your organizations do. As I said, we drink the wines here at my house all the time. And I certainly hope that um, two things will happen. One, those who have listened to this will start to have a different view of volcanic-based wines. Two, that they will have even more respect for what your three wineries and organizations are offering them. And finally, that they will actually go out and grab some of these wines and try them for themselves. Before you go, please check out the show notes where you'll find links to these three wineries and a presentation that accompanies their comments. Until next time.